I'm yeah. very partial to a mango lassie. Yeah, can I have a snake bite, a lager top, and a mango lassie? You know. The letter L. So, you called me, I believe, loco. You are, senor... Gringo, you are loco. Oh, yeah, go on, do the racist accents, get them all out of the way. It's not racist if it's accurate. There's a fine line, we don't know... (laughs) Right, okay, I don't know, because that's just like muddying the water, isn't it? (laughs) There's like a fine line between what accents we can make fun of, like the French, oh, wee wee, ha ha ha, and the Japanese, I won't be doing that one. Am I making fun or am I just doing the accent? Uh, It depends on... If I go abroad and I have to enunciate in... Like, in French, you can't go, un pano chocolat, senor, yeah. uh, garçon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to go, un pano chocolat, garçon. I you think you have to, to give it a bit of a taste. Yeah, yeah you've got to give it a bit of, bit of flavour. But... So, yeah, loco, nothing to do with trains, by the way. It's Spanish for insane, crazy, or mad, with its origins in the Spanish word for loose. Mm. Nothing to do with uh, locomotion. Which is what I thought it might have been yeah. initially, or some kind of relation to it. Because if it was, it might imply some kind of loose train action. Ooh. And who, who wouldn't want some of that? Hey, baby, do uh, you want some of that loose train action? Uh, Choo-choo. Is that you, Barry White? Are you in the room? Yeah. Uh, there is an Arabic alternative, la wak. <laughs> uh, is foolishness. Greek is glaukos, meaning clear. So glaucoma, possibly. I'm guessing that's where it's up from. And us Brits adopted loco in the 1800s from the Spanish, presumably as a result of our vast armada conquering the globe. But we prefixed it with the word plum. So we used to say, oh, that good fellow appears to be plum loco. Mm -hmm. And of course, plumbing means vertical. So plum loco means vertical loco or straight up loco. So that gangster speak that you hear is actually what we would have said all along. On that theme, Loco NL Coco is a Latin version of Insane in the Membrane by Cypress Hill. And I think that's all we can play for legal reasons. But uh, it's you on, get the gist. It's on the album called Smoke Out. Ooh. If you're interested, my friend. And there you go. That is uh, loco, meaning insane or crazy in Spanish. Okay, so do you want to know what I called you then, mate? Yeah, large something, wasn't uh, it? Large eloquent. I was very pleased, yeah. I'll take that as a compliment if I'm large eloquent. I think you could probably could take it as a compliment. <laughs> it comes from the, uh, it's an adjective. It comes from the Latin large eloquist, which means... Talkative. It's oh. basically been stretched out to mean talkative, one who is full of words or one who excessively talks, first coined in the mid-17th century. I only found one usage of it in common parlance, right. shall we say. Uh, an American comedy band from Arizona called Psycho Stick. They um, oh. like to use silly imagery and humour in their songs. And the song that uses this word is one of their largely musical songs. And I struggle desperately to say it, but it's called the song Largiloquent Differams. And the lyrics, the only lyrics in the whole song are dog food tastes good with cheese. Cheese is the secondary masking of flavour to ketchup and salt, don't you think? I can't stand ketchup. You can add it. Well, it's got salt in it. You can add it and it just like completely changes the flavour of anything. Well, that's because the salt is a a, a taste exciter on your tongue, isn't it? That's why they put it with chocolate now, because chocolate uh, and salt. The salt brings out the better flavour of the chocolate. work in advertising. Salt, the taste exciter. <laughs> and I describe the podcast as lolly water. I love that word as well. Lolly water, added to the English dictionary last June as a sub-entry. It refers to pre-mixed alcoholic beverages, often fruit-flavoured, so sweet that you can barely taste the alcohol content. So you know when you go out and you have a sip of your girlfriend's drink? Yeah. And she goes, oh, it's like there's no alcohol in there. A friend of mine at university called it slag squash. 
Australians. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not his friend anymore. It's hard to come back from slag squash. Slag squash, the taste exciter. Slag squash, the worst sport <laughs> ever created. <laughs> Here we go. Hey, so welcome to the Fictionary. Every week we take a selection of unusual words or common words and we break them all down, find out what they mean and where they came from. It's probably the occasional accidental uh, lie or mistake in there, but nobody's probably. picked us up yet. Not yet. Lying. The taste exciter. <laughs> uh, this week we are tackling the letter L. You can follow us on Thick Podcast to join in with future episodes. And you know what? If you get us on iTunes, we are desperate for some reviews. Any reviews, even if they say good. So, look, we're, we're gagging for some reviews to get us up there so more people can find us. So if yeah. you enjoy the podcast and... Um, Here are some L words you could maybe put on. Lovely. Yeah. Listenable. Lubricated. Oh, very. So you pick a word on Twitter, at Thick Podcast, future letter from the alphabet, and we will do the homework. Right, so it's time for this week's Word Workouts. Here is an anagram of a long word, beginning with the letter L. Please write it down if you want to play along. Do the same, oh, Paul yeah, Gannon, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. with your fictional pen. Your word workout today, the word is... Cold razzle, I'm keen. <laughs> cold razzle. Cold razzle, <laughs> I'm keen. And it's a food. Okay, mm, all right. Give me some of that cold razzle, I'm keen. Got to the end of the podcast to work it out, good luck. <laughs> Right, here we go with our big L words this week. Coming at you, Paul Gannon, number one, the verb laugh. Never heard of it. You're familiar with what uh, laughing is? As a one-time stand-up comedian, no, not at all, <laughs> never. Laughter is a verb, it comes from the 14th century, which is interesting because laughter predates speech. Actually, of course it does, yeah. It's one of the most instinctive things you can ever do as a, as a human being. But why do we laugh? Because sometimes the reality of life is far too painful to comprehend. Yes, but then how would that be the case for like a 12-month-old baby? Why do they laugh? Because they don't know jokes. They don't know Michael McIntyre. That's true, no. Although most babies do sound like Michael McIntyre. <laughs> I would say it's just a guttural thing. It's some kind of release. It's, it's, a, it's a mental jiggly hiccup of some sort. Jiggly hiccup. <laughs> <clears throat> we laugh when we're sad. You accidentally laugh. We laugh when we're scared. Yeah. So then is it involuntary? Is it a nervous? I have a horrible habit of laughing when I have an argument with someone. Yeah. And they do not like that. I did. We had an argument at the weekend. I got told off for smirking. <laughs> Does that make you feel like a child, though, when someone tells you off well, for that? I wasn't smirking. I was just my face. That's the kind of thing you'd say to a headmaster as well. Um, the word laughter, by the way, or laugh, was originally pronounced with a hard G-H. Like loch. loch. Exactly. Loch. Right. So the word laughter is only 700 years old. And it started off with uh, lochter. And of course, well, it's funny hearing people pronounce it. Yeah, because it sounds like you were clearing your throat in Wales. And now I feel we've got like a whole Edinburgh show on its own. <laughs> the world's oldest joke comes from 1900 BC. I bet it involves a mother-in-law. Uh, it involves a fart, actually. Oh, so it, uh, close. It comes from the saying of the Sumerians, so that's southern Iraq. Terrorist nation. Yeah. Partly. Uh, apparently. Based on some political viewpoints. The first ever joke is supposed to have come from Iraq, and it goes like this. I can't do the accent. Please don't do the accent. <laughs> Something which has never occurred since time immemorial: a young woman did not fart in her husband's lap. Well... You had to be there. You had to be there. How about a joke from 1600 BC from Egypt? Oh. King Snofru. And when I get words like that, I always read them backwards in case I'm being tricked. <laughs> Erfons. Anyway, King Snofru. Here you go. This is a good one. Yeah. World's second oldest joke. How do you entertain a bored pharaoh? Don't know. How do you entertain a bored pharaoh? You sail a boatload of young women dressed only in fishing nets down the Nile and urge the pharaoh to go catch a fish. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Bomb. 
Do you want Britain's oldest joke? Is it still being used by such acts as Jim Davidson? Yeah. yeah. Actually, we probably use them on the radio station as well. <laughs> comes from the 10th century, so 900 AD. Yeah. What hangs at a man's thigh... You'll see it coming a mile off. What hangs at a man's thigh... Just shout out the answer any time. No, what hangs at, hangs at a man's thigh and wants to poke the hole that is often poked before? Go on. A key. <laughs> see? <laughs> Masters of the rug pull, the English. Yeah. Anglo-Saxons. You're perfectly fit, Mrs. Ma. Get dressed now. So, come on, hit me with word number two. Right, the word I've got today. Uh, well, this is a word I mentioned a week or so ago, and I wanted to get more into it, because you'd never heard of a lassie. Not the dog, but the lovely, lassie. lovely drink that I'm a huge fan of. It's a popular traditional yogurt-based drink from the Indian subcontinent and originates from the Punjab region. Uh, lassie is a brand, blend sorry, of yogurt, water, spices, and sometimes fruit. I'm very partial to uh, mango lassie. They are gorgeous. <laughs> I just love that sentence. I want you just to drop that in in conversation. And, uh, Excuse me, love. I'm yeah. very partial to a mango lassie. Yeah. Can I have a snake bite, a lager top, and a mango lassie? You know, uh, so I, I was, I'm a big fan of those drinks. If you ever go to an Indian restaurant and they have a lassie, yeah. you can try the sour ones because some ones are quite salty and they're a salt-based yogurt drink, but the fruit ones... Is it a milkshake? It's very similar in consistency to a milkshake, but really it's got a very different flavour to it. It's very refreshing. I, re- I can't recommend lassies enough. I've got a few stories about them. Apparently... Um, Anthony Bourdain, the cook, you know, the very famous The one with no cook. neck. Yeah, the one with no neck. And uh, uh, he's into video games. Oh, nice. bit. Um, he went and visited a government-authorised bang shop in India. Uh, do you know what a bang shop well, is? At least it's authorised. I feel it's much safer. Well, no, it's authorised because it's a, uh, it's a place where they prepare cannabis used in food and drink. Oh. So it's any kind of uh, ganja or uh, marijuana-infused drink or yeah. food is sold at a government-authorised bang shop. And the uh, proprietor offered him three types of bang lassie, and they were normal strong, super-duper strong, <laughs> and full-power 24-hour no-toilet-no-shower strong. Wow. <laughs> oh, I want to try that one. And apparently also lassies are so popular in parts of India that uh, this guy who worked for a Polish washing machine company was sent out to India a very specific reason to ask By why. The way, a round of applause for managing to say Polish washing machine company <laughs> and not stumble. <laughs> yeah, it was more complicated than I usually yeah. get used to. Uh, so yeah, they sent a representative from that company to a part of uh, India to say, why are we selling so many of our washing machines here? Yeah. And they found this restaurant where they had their washing machines and it turned out that they were using it um, to mix lassies because they were Brilliant. so popular. They were just Love pouring it. it all in, put it on spin, Amazing. and then using it all out. So there you go. Chuck the lassie. I can't recommend them enough. Does your lassie bring all the boys to the yard? They do, yeah. <laughs> and damn right, they're better than yours. Uh, let's see the word that I have for you. Word number three is, uh, we're going to look at the uh, etymology of lovebug, the Herbie car. Oh. Originally, Dean Jones, who was the guy that drove... Yeah. Herbie. I wanted to pitch an idea about the first sports car in America. Right. And then Walt Disney went, what are you trying to do, kill me off? And suggested a different story, much more fun. Yeah. Uh, and it was a, a story written in 1961 called Carboy Girl. That famous love triangle. We love it. Called Carboy Girl. And so he went, okay, fine, I think we could do that. But then they weren't sure they wanted to use that as a name for the movie Carboy Girl. And so the names that they considered for <laughs> Herbie the Love Bug were... The Magic Volksy. Uh, the Runaway Wagen. The cutest car Hitler ever built. Yeah. <laughs> Be- Beetle Bomb. All right. The second okay. cutest one. And also a really good song by Blair. Wonder Beetle. 
a great song by Oasis. Uh, <laughs> Bug Boom. Was Nin- that... Uh, 90s band. Dane Bowers and True Steppers. Yeah. And Thunderbug. That would have been a... Uh, XTC. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, so they were among the original development titles for Herbie the Love Bug. They eventually settled on the Love Bug. Herbie, by the way, could have been a Toyota, a Volvo, or an MG. But they uh, tested all these cars on set. It yeah. wasn't written in the script that it was a Beetle. They oh. tested all the cars on set, and it turned out that the Volkswagen Beetle was the only car that the crew wanted to pet. Aww. So they went, he must feel like a human being. Although Volkswagen weren't happy about it. And they really? said, you cannot use our logo. So there are only two times when you'll see the Volkswagen logo in Herbie the Love Bug, and it's on parts that they couldn't get rid of. That's strange. You'd think, yes, we would not like our car associated with yeah. the three love movement of your stupid American 60s <laughs> ideas. We want it tied much more back to the Nazi <laughs> rising when we were building many great machines during the Second World War. We want that association, not your lovely friendly Von. Pretty much it was the conversation. Were you there? It's like you had the tapes. I have a time machine. Uh, and then the rest was, was history, really. It went on to be one of the most iconic movie cars of all time. I adore the little love bug. And it is the law that if you have one of those new style Beetles, yeah. you have to have a shit plastic flower <laughs> yeah. on the dashboard. It's because the cars at that t- period came with a little plastic flower pot built yeah. into the dashboard for you to do exactly that. Just and uh, there was a few remakes over town. There was one in the late 90s with Bruce Campbell as the car owner. And yeah. then there was the one with um, Lindsay, Lohan. Lindsay Lohan in the car. Yeah, she shouldn't have been behind the wheel of a car at that age, I don't no. think. But shout out to Lindsay Lohan on the uh, L podcast this week. Do you remember your mother? Your real mother? Right, and the final word from you then, Paul Gannon, is... It's another word I used last week and I thought I'd go into more detail now. The word loan word. Remember we talked about this last time? As in one word. It's, well, it's so a noun. two words put together to make one word. No. A noun, it's a word adopted from a foreign language with little or no modification. Uh, it's a translation of the German word Lernwort. Uh, from the 1870s, 75, and became very popular in the early 1900s, around about 1930s, 1940s. Yeah. Um, you're thinking to yourself, but what loan words do exist, Paul? Amongst many things, yes. Yes, um, apart from, yeah. <laughs> Let's not go down that path. Um, here's a few great examples of loan words we use all the time yep. that have their derivation in another country, and we almost use it verbatim. Yep. Verbatim being one, probably, actually, off the top of my head. Um, Schadenfreude. That's a great example. We use it all the time when yeah. someone falls down. I think we already used it in this Laughing podcast. at the misfortunes of others. Yeah. Exactly what it says on the tin. Uh, hoi polloi from Greek. I always thought of it as the kind of, you know, the snobs and stuff. Oh, but it yeah. turns out it's the masses. It's mm. like, you know, when you're hanging out with the common people. Yeah. Or actually the upper crust. So it kind of works depending on what strata Hoi polloi would not be a good name for a baguette shop. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> Faux pas is another word we use. Again, there's loads of them. Like one of my favourite words, bric-a-brac, comes from the French. It's a miscellaneous collection of small decorative objects. Like I used the word knick-knack last yeah. week. It's very similar to that. Quid pro quo. Polish washing machine. <laughs> Literally meaning something for something. So, you know, you scratch my yeah. back, I scratch yours. Menange toire. Love it. Yeah, you know, menange toire. It's like, oh, we're going to have a lovely it's menange when, it's, toire. It's a bacon lettuce tomato sandwich. There you go. That's yeah. it. With a penis in. No, well, it's... Not, <laughs> not how I because eat people, it. People say, let's have an orgy. Let's have a menange toire. All it means is, in French, a household of three people. So, you know, like, if yeah. you and two friends lived in a house, you would be a menange toire. All right. uh, so, you know, there's loads little words, nouveau riche, zeitgeist, all those words we Love use it. a lot of, uh, all loan words. Hey, so good knowledge, thanks. This is the Dictionary, letter L this week. Time for another random feature, and this one is called Fears. Fears is recorded in front of two people. <laughs> like cheers. So I've got a list of fears here. Just tell me what you think they mean. Fears, okay. Yeah, fears all right, beginning good. with L is six, so don't hang around. All right. Lacanophobia. Lacanophobia. Lach, uh, C-H, it's, lacanophobia. So just the first four letters of the word. What, what? L-A-C-H. L-A-C-H. Lacanophobia. Lach, uh, fear of elephants. 
Incorrect. It's a fear of vegetables. I was close. Moving on. Laliophobia. Laliophobia. That is the fear of lollies. Is incorrect. 0 for 2. Laliophobia. Fear of speaking. Oh, quite the opposite of large eloquence. Yep. Number 3. Leukophobia. L-E-U-K, like leukemia. Yeah. Leukophobia. Is it the fear of drinking? Which you don't have. No, I don't. And it is the wrong answer. Oh. Leukophobia, fear of the colour white. Okay. Three down, three wrong. You've got to pull one of these back. I've got to. Uh, if only they were more commonly used in our language, I might have a better chance. Well, they are, but by people, you know, that aren't in the hoi polloi. Oh. The uh, levophobia. Number four, lev- L-E-V-O, levophobia. I'm going to say that is their fear of being more than seven inches off the ground. Lev- levitation, I see what you did there. Yeah. Levophobia. Fear of things to the left side of the body. Interesting, because that was one of the words I was going to use, the word left as well today. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Legyrophobia. L-I-G-Y-R. Legyrophobia. Mm, I'm going to say fear of rotation. So sort of not right. Oh, uh, <laughs> Legyrophobia. Fear of loud noises. Oh. And number six. Come on, man. <laughs> you saying like, I've got to get a good chance of getting these. I won't. Go on, hit me, hit me. Come on, do it. Linonophobia. Oh, linono. Is it a fear of lino? <laughs> Plastic sheetings for your kitchen in the 80s. Linonophobia is a fear of string. Oh. And that was this week's Fears. Nearly at the end of this week's dictionary, letter L. Time to find out the results of this week's word workout, your anagram. Audience and Paul Gannon was cold razzle, I'm keen. Not like finding an old magazine in the shed. Cold razzle, <laughs> I'm keen. Uh, it's a food. Your 30 seconds starts now. Cold razzle, I'm keen. It's a food. Get it in your face. That's 10 seconds gone. Cold razzle, I'm kind of I'm thinking of the food. I love woodwind. I've decided I love woodwind. Keep that to yourself, frankly. I'm concentrating. <laughs> Ten seconds. Cold razzle. I'm keen. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't. L- 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 C- Calzone. No. Cold razzle. I'm keen. A fun way to liven up a boring sponge. Lemon drizzle cake. Oh. I hate you all the time. <laughs> Invented. We eat it all the right a lot. I'm not a big fan of lemon-based sponge food. Uh, Other than you, we eat it a lot. Invented by the French in the 1930s. Of course they did. The Telegraph called it one of the greatest cakes, which is essentially like saying it's the David Bowie of cakes. The lemon drizzle cake. And unlike David Bowie, not gone too soon. Cold Razzle, I'm keen. Lemon drizzle cake, the flavour exciter. And that'll do it for this week's uh, dictionary. I think we're done. That's all my notes. It is. That's all my notes. Uh, I think this week has been Lieutenant. And this week, in my humble opinion, has been Lush. And I would say it has been Lilliputian, a name used to describe someone from the fictional island of Lilliput in Gulliver's Travels by Jonathan Swift. It means a very small person. Can also be called a tiddler, munchkin, or, if you really must, Oompa Loompa, uh, who did not live the happiest of lives. No, they didn't. Willy Wonka enslaved the Oompa Loompas and forcefully... He rescued them. That's his story. He's sticking to it. He, res- he said he rescued them and offered to pay them in cocoa beans. What he did was enslave them to work day and night, and then when Charlie took over the chocolate factory, he let them go back to Lumperland, which is a dense jungle. A bit like Endor, where yeah. Ewoks live. You think Ewoks... Small people live in forests! Right. It's the law. 
This show is part of Podomity, the podcast comedy network. We're the best kept secret on Acast. Why not laugh at what else we've got? Check out podomity.com now.